The 483rd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast's brand new YouTube page. The hockey guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel, Celebrate by registering over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Howdy, hello, DeGenerino. So welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 483. It's dedicated to Old Man Winter, who's finally hit us here in the northern eastern area. Gumby got hit, and we're getting hit as well in Canada. So hooray for Winter. And it's a fitting episode um, to dedicate to Winter because we're doing a Canadian MMA promotion today. Unified MMA is what we're going to be covering with a fighter from my hometown on on the fight card as well. So um, we will get that in your ear holes and eye holes. Right about now, I'm on your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. As I mentioned, Gumby is the co-host, and he is here sitting alongside me. Hello, Mr. Gumby. Hey, and this is, uh, I don't know which one's from your hometown. That's a, This is going to be a fun game. Um, <laughs> but this is, uh, this is like a surprisingly strong top-to-bottom uh, card that we're, well, at least we're covering the top five fights. This is yep. a pretty strong five fights. I mean, we got a... We got a contender series guy on there. We've got two people who are fighting who probably should both be in the UFC. If I'm being completely candid, um, we are. We got a guy who uh, just battled to a split decision over five rounds with a uh, UFC and tough veteran. We got one of my favorite spoilers from the regional scene. Like there, there is a lot of fun uh, fights on this one. Uni- Unified brought it for the beginning of the year. What can you tell us about Unified? I- have we i don't think we've done a full episode on unified do you know much about unified i mean it's like the i mean like that and btc right are the the canadian promotions um and unified seems to be doing better probably just on the heels of having um having a fight pass deal right like if you show up on fight pass instantly you get better fighters on your show um either i don't know if the ufc pays them to be on fight pass or if it just is like a you know we love the extra exposure kind of deal but uh you know they've sent a bunch of guys to the ufc they get guys who come back after failing in the ufc um today we're going to talk about two brothers of ufc fighters fighting each other which is a and again those are the ones i said should already be in the ufc it's a sick fight um yeah, other than that, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what else there is to say. They they put on shows all over your kind of region in Canada, right? I think they even yep. did one. Did they do one in Kitchener? They did, I think. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, I think I saw one of them was Kitchener Fight Night, which is um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> something you don't see very often. So no, um, yeah, they, they don't run events in Gumby's uh, area, uh, <laughs> un, uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm thinking, is there any other? F- I guess there hasn't been any real big fight news. Otherwise, you, have you don't, you don't count. You don't count Raul Rosas Jr. versus Ricky Tercios <laughs> as big fight news. Yeah, that's that's a weird one, isn't it? Interesting. It's weird in the way. Here's why it's the weirdest. So, like, it's uh, you know, fight style wise, yeah, it's just about fine, right? Raul Rosas Jr. sort of redeemed himself in his last fight. And now he needs a little bit of a step up. That's fine for me. Um, 
you know, Ricky Tercios has kind of been like a f- weird fighter in that, like, when he has intention, he's super good. And when he doesn't, he's maybe one of the worst fighters in this division. Um, but here's the weirdest part for me. It feels like they love both of these guys, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. Ricky Tercios yeah. is weird as shit and, like, in a way that draws in fans. Um, like he, like his ultimate fighter season was like very fun to watch just cause he was weird as sin. Um, and I thought they would just keep giving him matchups that are like a little bit more favorable and ditto with like Raul Rosa. So like, I don't know who maybe they lost favor with, but like, it should be a fun fight regardless. Weird as sin is a good line by the way, but yes, <laughs> he definitely is weird as sin. Um, all right, let's, uh, look ahead to UFC 300. Um, I'm going to put you in a spot. You're booking it, Gumby. What are you booking in the main event or the co-main event? Or uh, Make, make I, it reasonable. Make it people who are available now who don't have fights booked already, that type of thing. What do I want in the main event or what is going to be in the main event? Uh, what What do you want? Or you're the booker. You book it. Here's, here's the problem. Here's So let me tell you what I, I – I, I just want to see reasonable title fights all the time. That's, that's like yeah. – I know that's like the lamest – uh fandom <laughs> of all time i yeah. just want to see the good people get the title shots um but here's the problem i think for ufc 300 they got to blow it out you know you're going to see two or three title fights in there you're probably going to see alexa grasso defend or whoever wins the ba- women's bantamweight defend or Whaley. like one of the women's titles will get defended i think co-main event you're going to see leon edwards versus Bilal muhammad which is perfect and in the main event I honestly think they're gearing up for uh, Paeta versus Izzy 3 at light heavyweight. I'm almost positive they are because if you're thinking about like who now in the UFC is a superstar in terms of like will draw out more pay-per-views than just like having a good card, you know, like whose superstar name will do it. To me, there's like two-ish people in the UFC right now, maybe three if you count John Jones being in the UFC who like when you say their name, the pay-per-view rate goes up. One of them is Sean O'Malley and he's fighting at 299. So he's out. The other one is Israel Adesanya. So giving Izzy a chance for a double championship against the guy he's already got a rivalry with is stupid as a title fight as it is. You know, Izzy being 0-1 at light heavyweight, I think it's what they're going to do. All right, so we're not getting Connor. We're not getting a Diaz we're not getting a Ronda Rousey Masvidal Masvidal said he's unretired (laughs) yeah great that's that's what we want let Jim Miller beat the shit out of him (laughs) yes I was gonna okay who you booking Jim Miller with uh UFC 300 I mean when I talked to him he said he wanted I talked to him he said he wanted Connor but he doesn't expect to get it (laughs) um yeah you know he he made a really good point when I was talking to him about like he said just like put me against somebody who it's going to feel like this was like a legendary ass fight. Um, and he, you know, he mentioned names like, you know, Matt Brown, right. Put me with Matt Brown at, it'll be an said, immortal fight then. Yeah. He, he said he would fight it 55, 70. He said, shit, if you gave me the right person, I'd fight at 85. Oh, Conor um, McGregor. Perfect. Yeah. He, exactly what he said. <laughs> um, but no, I think if you did Matt Brown at 70, right? Like Matt Brown, isn't like a size bully by any stretch of the imagination. It'd kind of be fun. Uh, you know, like we're not necessarily looking for super meaningful fights out of that one side. So I'd book Miller versus uh versus Matt Brown. All right, make it happen. Put it in the main event for for all we care, right? They deserve it. Right. Give them a main event. 
give him a payday, a couple of bets. Um, all right, so that is still a few months uh, ahead of us. So let's um, let's get ready to cover Unified, which is in a week and a half or so. But before we do that, I should tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks in any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. I'm supposed to give you some lines that I like from the NFL, but I don't follow the NFL. I can't help you with that. But all the all the good lines are on sports, on uh, the sports book, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. So check it out there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkncom slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. Whew. Buying tickets with Game Time because you know Game Time's the spot to go for last minute tickets. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress of the Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We shall enter the Rebel Nightclub in Toronto. I I was gonna ask you if you've ever been there. I haven't even been uh, there to the Rebel <laughs> Nightclub. Someday though, I'm I'm sure uh, I've only in... I've only been to a couple of places in Canada. Um right. and they're all right around the Rogers Center. Uh and, yes. and all of them were were like bars or restaurants that were American themed. Is that a thing you guys oh, do up there? Oh, perfect. There was one called uh, St. Like, Louis and there was one called Texas. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis is like a uh, wing and rib place. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then like, yeah, Texas Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys are novelties to us up here. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, for sure. Um, so this is happening downtown Toronto on the 19th of January. Um, unified MMA 55 for everyone else, uh, not in the air. You can watch it on UFC Fight Pass. And uh, as Gumby said in yesterday's po- uh, episode and and earlier on today, it's a, a pretty solid fight card, uh, especially for a, a regional MMA um, uh, event. So they got 11 fights. So we're going to cover the top five of uh, fights for you here. I don't see any. Yesterday we had quite a few uh, short notice type of stuff. I don't see any of those on this card. So I think these are all people that have, were ready to go from the get-go here. So we're going to let me count. One, two, three, four. All right. The first fight we're going to do. Fifth from the top would be lightweight fight. Matt Spe- Special. As, so it's a special with an E at the end. That's so Canadian. Special versus Angel Mercado. So Canadian Special versus Mercado in American. Uh, Mercado, six and one with two knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He also some finishes this man. This is his unified debut. He's won six straight fights. So he dropped his 
MMA debut, and then uh, he's won six straight since then. He's not lost since April of 2019. That aforementioned debut uh, is a regional champion. Uh, Special is 5-1 and one with four knockouts. He's been knocked out once, all one and unified. He did win his last fight via knockout. All right, no odds yet. I, unified's big enough that we usually get odds for it, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, usually right. the bet okay. on lines of the world have them. Um, yeah. So for this one, I think Mercado is going to be a little bit of a favorite. Let's say like negative 170. We'll get like plus 140 on the return on Special. Um, and I like Mercado in this fight because what I've seen out of Special, um, you know, like he, he doesn't, first of all, he doesn't look comfortable standing. Like when he's at range, uh, he, he looks panicked a little bit, especially if somebody like pushes forward. He does that like kind of two hand shove away from him to try to get people off of him. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's like not a good sign when you're striking. However, when he does get into the clinch, he's sharp as hell. Like, really great knees, really great elbows, um, you know, decent little takedowns. However, his only loss came when they wouldn't stay in the clinch with him and just kept breaking uh, and throwing. And I, I think Mercado is actually good enough to do that here. Um, there, there's lots of things to like about the way Mercado fights. The first thing is that, like, first of all, I can think he can stuff any takedowns that Special throws. And the second thing is, is, I think on the feet, when it comes to just like striking from range, he's more aggressive, right? Special is like kind of just looking for when he can tie up and then throw some elbows in the clinch or some knees to the body. And meanwhile, he doesn't really want to throw very much because he knows he's going to get countered. I think here, Special has been more aggressive. Now, I will caveat that by saying Special or uh, Mercado has fought almost exclusively in a small cage, which is why he looks more aggressive when he does that. Is he just like, you know, you kind of have to be more aggressive in a small cage. However, he's also avoided the clinch and avoided takedowns in the small cage. So, like, that gives me even more faith that he can deal with that for a special. So, I think a very slight favorite, you know, maybe just like, like I said, like negative 170, but I like Mercado here. All right, pick an American over Canadian. I see where this is headed. Let's see uh, if I'm correct with our next fight. Uh, three, five hundred rounds at Welchweight. The man from Kitchener, Pat Picktelick. Picktelick is the guy who's from my town. I don't recognize his face. I don't think I've ever run into him uh, about town. He's fighting Ryan Leninger from the United States of America. We'll tell you about the American first Leninger. He is 10 and four, five knockouts, four submissions. He's, and he himself has been knocked out twice. So this man knows his rounds. This is his United MMA, sorry, unified MMA debut. Uh, he's two and one over his last three. He did lose his last fight. He's fought at middleweight and light heavyweight. And he's two inches taller than Pick, Picked Lick. Pit Lick is eight and one with eight knockouts. He's been spitted once. So this man knows his rounds. Something's got to give here. Uh, six and one in Unified. He used to be their champion of the world or of the promotion, at least. He did win his last fight via knockout. That was back in December of 2022. Uh, 2014 was his pro MMA debut. And he also has done some pro boxing. Go ahead, Mr. Gumby. So we got another guy who prefers to be in the cage and pick the, uh, who, who really enjoys just being in the clinch up against the cage. Um, so like, I'm not going to say it's the same exact thing as special, but like, you know, similar to special, you would, you would much rather be in the clinch. Um, his striking when he starts his exchanges seems technically sound. He throws like a one, two, uh, goes to follow that up with another hook from the other side. And that's when things start to sort of fall off the rails. Like the longer he's in an exchange, the worst his punches look. Um, and, and sometimes he like hangs around. Uh, and when he hangs around, you know, like he just starts to get more and more 
uh, or less and less technical, I should say. Leininger, he's one of those guys who like stays in exchanges too long for his own damn good. Like that's sort of where his losses have come from. He's kind of been a regional darling for me. Like I always think he's like a little bit better than the book he's given credit for. Um, and he, it's because he stays around in exchanges too long and he's been tagged a few times. And like, as a result, people don't really trust him. But as I just said with Picklick, he, he's a guy who the longer the exchanges get, the worse his strikes look. And I will also say, I think he's going to have a tough time getting close to Leininger. Leininger is, uh, first of all, very long. And he also does a good job fighting long with both his kicks and his jabs. Um, he uses like a, not a push kick, but like a side kick. Uh, low leg kicks, you know, he mixes it up to the body and the head too, but like, you know, he uses a lot of kicks. I think he's going to be a huge dog here, uh, but pretty much anytime I see Leininger as a huge dog, he's like tempting to me. So uh, let's say uh, plus 225 on Leininger, you know, like negative 275 to pick flick, and I'm going to overall the dice here with my second straight American against the Canadian. See, I knew what I was doing here. I well, knew you knew, you knew I like lining her. We've talked about lining her. Like I yeah, want to say like five familiar, times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I had a feeling that Gumby was going to pull this. Well, guess what? You can't, uh, the rest of the card is nothing but Canadians, six Canadians in the next six, in the next three fights. So we'll see. Maybe Gumby will pick draws in these fights. We'll have to, have to wait and see. Um, all right, we're going down to featherweight to Shea Guthro versus Michael Imperato. Um, three five minute rounds at featherweight. Uh, Imperato is 11 to six with eight submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. This is his unified debut. Loss win loss over his last three fights. Used to fight down at Bantamweight, was regional champion. 2010 pro MMA debut, four inches starlin Guthro. Guthro, my house is the nickname. <laughs> Seven, and, that's a good nickname. Yeah. Regional, regional MMA gives you some good nicknames. Uh, he's seven and two with three knockouts. <laughs> Never been finished in a fight, so he also has some finishes here. He's one and one in unified. He's won four of his last five, but he did lose his last fight. He used to fight at Bantamweight as well, and that's all I got for my house. Yeah, so uh, Guthro is going to be a huge favorite here. Uh, let's say like negative 400 plus 300 on the return for Imperato. Um, and the reason why Imperato uh, taken down exceptionally easy in his last fight, he won a split decision over a 10 and 12 guy. Um, and honestly, I think they might've gotten it wrong. I think I might've given it to the 10 and 12 guy. Um, meanwhile, Guthro, he's got two things working for him. The first one being, He's probably the lightest guy ever to be considered loose chunky. I think this guy used to be a big, <laughs> I think he used to be a big fat guy um, because he's got a lot of skin uh, and that automatically, yep. that automatically, okay. automatically makes me like this guy. Uh, and then number two, uh, similar to Imperato is he's coming off of a split decision. His split decision is a loss, but it was a five round split decision title fight loss to Eric Shelton. Uh, and you, this is featherweight at the bottom. It's flyweight, right? Uh, no, it's featherweight. I think it's featherweight. Yeah, oh, it's maybe, featherweight. Yeah. Maybe he fought Shelton at Bantam. Maybe he fought Shelton at Bantam. Bantam just used to, or uh, Shelton just used to be a flyweight. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm questioning. No, yeah, they're, they're both these guys are, are moving up regardless. Oh, okay, so, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. you put some of the chunky back on. Um, either way, <laughs> uh, Guthrow is coming off of a split decision loss to Eric Shelton, and I don't know how many of you remember Shelton from his time on the Ultimate Fighter and in the UFC. Um, I kind of think he was one of those flyweights that had they not been trimming the roster at the time 
would have hung around more. Um, because he like really good wrestling, good positional jujitsu, super fast, um, looked good in the ultimate fighter, despite ultimately like not advancing very far in that flyweight tournament, like was just like a really good fighter. And since then has put together a pretty nice record, uh, and Guthrow gave him everything he could handle in both the wrestling and the boxing. He looked really fast and now going up a weight class. I I think he's going to be even faster there. Um, and with Imperato just being a guy who got taken down so easily, if Guthrow can take down Eric Shelton and have any amount of control time, I think he can have as much control time on Imperato as he wants to, because that guy gets taken down by like journeyman. Uh, so yeah, give me Guthrow here. Ha ha. You picked a Canadian. Take that. <laughs> Had no choice. I forced your hand. I forced your hand. All right. One thing I don't have to force you about is our good friends at underdog fantasy. You can catch <coughs> Gumby and uh, my underdog NBA picks every day on the uh, sportsgamingpodcast.com website. There's also hockey picks on there every day. I think people are doing college college picks too, college sports, basketball picks too. So anyhow, check it all out at sportsgamingpodcast.com. Because underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA. They've got it all. So be pick higher or lower on your favorite players, fantasy stats, and cash in. You can give us a good pick, not your Cade Cunningham one, which I assume didn't hit last <laughs> I, night. I, yeah, the, the funny <laughs> thing is, right, right, like we're we're in the process of uh, of of recording on a Sunday, so we won't even know if it hit. And I can be. How yeah. about I give you a college football one? Uh, I'm gonna take. Oh, Blake, I'm gonna take Blake right, Corum. Going on. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, if because I'm assuming you guys are listening to this before Monday night. Uh, I'm gonna take Blake Corum's uh, higher than on his rushing yards. I saw it posted at 99 and a half. He should go for 100. Um, they're going to probably ride him pretty heavily in that game. So yeah, give me Blake Corum. Who does he play for? Michigan. He does play for Michigan. Yeah. It was a 50, 50 guess. So good, good job. I, I, I hit you, the right one. So you know, know who's playing in a football game. That's yeah. outside Washington of and Michigan are playing. Yeah. Right. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> All right. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs, mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Is your brother coaching either of those teams, Gumby? He's not, no. <laughs> Too bad. Soon, soon I was enough. a Michigan. Um, I was a Michigan fan back when I used to watch a lot of college football. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't watch a lot of college football anymore. No. And Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app. Or visit hofbets.com and use code C. Sorry, not C. That's an S. S G P N S G P N to get fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. As I forget the alphabet, let's see what I can do with the next fight. It is for the Unified MMA Flyweight Championship of the World. Tony Laramie versus Luis or Lewis. He's from he's from Quebec, so it's probably Luis, but Luis Jordan. You may recognize both those last names. Uh, this is for, as I said, for the flyweight championship, five, five minute rounds. Jordan is the mad prince. He's seven and three, three knockouts, one submission. 
He's been submitted twice himself. He's one known unified. He's won two straight and three of four. Both of his past two wins have come via knockout or TKO. Used to fight at Bantamweight. Three and one as a pro boxer. Seven inches taller than Laramie. Laramie, eight and two with five knockouts. He's been submitted once. This is his unified debut. He's won six straight fights, two straight via finish. He's not lost since December 2017. One no as a boxer. 0-1 as a pro grappler. So this is a vacant belt, or is this a new title? Do you know off the top of your head? I want to say it's vacant, but I can't remember why. So okay. um, maybe we'll put the intern on it in between fights here. Um, yeah, so this is the brothers of TJ Laramie, who had a short stint in the UFC, and Charles Jordan. Um, so like a pretty, pretty cool matchup. And honestly, there are people in the UFC, both of these guys would be, um, I am massively impressed with how both of these two fight Tony Laramie. Let's, let's start with him. I think he's going to be the favorite here. Um, just because of how I'm going to be honest, devastating he is for flyweight. Like you do not see flyweight to use the word devastating from, um, but when he hits people, my God, and so I'm going to say like negative 160 on him, maybe like 135, 140 on the return for Jordan. Laramie, the, the thing I really like about him is that he throws hard, but when he throws hard, they're smart. He like changes angles really well. Like he gives people very difficult angles to deal with, especially for a guy who hits as hard as he does. So like you will see him hit some guy behind the ear with a hook. And the guy was almost like looking the wrong way because he threw like three punches on the way in, cut a mean angle, and then just hit the big blow on the side of his head. Like the way this dude moves and the power he brings with it, I, I mean, like he would he would bother so many of those flyweights in the UFC with that style. Like I, I just I think he would beat a guy like you know, and I'm I'm not trying to disparage people here, but like Tyson Nam would have a miserable day with Tony Laramie. Um, and he's, I mean, he's super young too. So like add that in very impressive. Jordan is a different kind of fighter, but equally impressive. Um, first of all, he's going to have a huge height advantage here, right? Like, what did you say? Six inches? Um, yes, right. A seven inches at flyweight, which is crazy. And he fights long too, like good long kicks, similar to like we were talking about with Lenninger. Um, and in addition to, um, the big long kicks, his pressure is insane. Like all of his wins are just by like, so he doesn't have the big knockout power that Laramie has, but he just puts it on people. Like if you look at his last two wins, like look at the timing on tapology in his last two wins. It's five minutes of both rounds because he beat the hell out of somebody so bad. They just were like, nah, I ain't doing another one with this guy. Uh, and one was after the first and one was after the second, but that's just like the style he brings. He is going to back you up against the cage. He is going to throw the most miserable punches to your body and the side of your head repeatedly over and over and over again until you were just so exhausted. You're like, I ain't taking another round of a beating from this guy. He may not have the big put away punch that Laramie does, but my God, does he just like rack it up? Um, and so when you like combine those two things and you ask yourself, which of them do you like better? I think I actually like jordan a little bit better um while while laramie is quick and big power and he cuts great angles you know i don't know that that's gonna play all that well against jordan because first of all jordan's gonna move forward that's like what he likes to do he's a big pressure guy um and second of all like i think the kicks play here against laramie in that like they won't let him throw a big you know like seven punch combo because he's gonna get hit with like a leg kick on the wing in it's probably gonna disrupt this combination um and i think the leg kicks will probably add up here too for jordan 
Um, and then add in just that, like, I think Jordan works the body better than Laramie. So if this does go late, Laramie doesn't get the big knockout punch. Throwing big, heavy shots like that and also eating body shots, I think we'll just wear on him. So I think Jordan's going to be a dog here. Um, it's a shame that these two have to, like, beat the heck out of each other on the regional scene because, like, I think they both belong in the UFC. Um, but I'm going to take Jordan in this one. All right. And your thought about about around plus 135 is where you're predicting it, it to yeah, be, right, right? Yeah, right in that area. Yeah. Is there any anyone else other than these two that are UFC caliber on this card? Yeah, the next, one, in the, future? the next one we're about to talk oh, next about. Too? Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's let's jump right into it then. It's it's a title fight as well, unified MMA's featherweight championship. Josh John, excuse me, John Nguyen versus Matteo Vogel and five five minute rounds at featherweight. You can talk about Vogel first. Carapaccio is the nickname. Do you remember? his nickname and this man from the uh, contender series. And you remember what the nickname means? Does it mean like, uh, it means like tick or something, right? Like it's a, bug. yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick or a pest. Yes. So you remember that's very good. All I, right. So I interviewed logo. him. So mm. that's part of it. I think. Did you? I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good. So when he's on contender series. I should remember that, but yes. All right. <laughs> Matteo Vogel. Uh, he is the past the tick. He's eight and three with one knockout, five submissions. He's never been finished in a fight, so he's a durable, durable dude. This is his unified debut, so he's stepping right into a title fight. Oh, one on contender series. Who do you lose to, Gumby? I want to say it was one of those like super good guys that I really liked. No, that's Mitch well, Ramirez. Did. I'm thinking of Mitch Ramirez lost to Carlos Praches. I don't actually know who he lost to. All right, I'm, I'm going to check because I can't remember myself. Uh, Timothy Kuamba. Oh, Kumba. Yeah, Kumba. 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 So not one of the guys remember. you really like, right? No, I didn't really like him, if I remember correctly. <laughs> All right, so that was that was Volga's last fight. Uh, before that, he won three straight, so he's 3-1 over his last four. Was a regional champion. He used to fight down at Bantamweight, and he's four years younger than Nguyen. Nguyen is the dragon. Six and three, four knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted three times, so that is his Achilles heel. Um, he is two and one in unified and is currently their champion of the world. He's won two straight fights, both via finish. He's an inch taller than Vogel. Break down our big title fight. You like both these I know, guys? Uh, I like one of them. Uh, I, okay. I, I know that they're giving Vogel this fight because, like, he's a good challenger for the champ already in this division. Yeah, but my god, does it seem like a setup fight for him to like get back to a contender series fight or something like that? Because Win is he, he's good, but like obviously has a glaring weakness when it comes to takedown defense and submission defense. Like Win has nice hands and he throws well in combinations, but just like when he it turns into a grappling match, he looks like he's out of his element. You mentioned he's been submitted three times. What is Vogel good at? Like jumping on you and getting your back immediately. Uh, and I think that, you know, like those facts alone are enough to, to pick Vogel here, right? Like it doesn't matter what else comes of this fight. You have to ride with Vogel. I think he's probably, uh, you know, we, we talked about it on, uh, on yesterday's episode with LFA uh, in, in Jacoby Jones being a much bigger favorite than I thought he would be. You know, I thought he was actually going to come into that LFA fight in an underdog. Instead, he's a negative 215 favorite. I, you know, if I was lining this, I would probably put Vogel at like negative 185, negative 200. I'm going to guess he's like negative 260 as a result of 
the contender series bump, um, you know, like a, quite a bit more here, maybe almost a hundred and you'll probably see like plus two twenty five on the return for win. But I think all the value here is on Vogel. Vogel is, is clearly the kryptonite for what win is going to bring. All right. New champion of the world. Gumby is predicting. Um, so you don't, you don't like win as a potential UFC uh, fighter going forward, but you I do just like think, Vogel. As well. I just think in a, in a division like featherweight, that's like way too big of a hold to have, right? Like if yeah. he was a heavyweight and he threw the way he did and you were just like, ah, you know, he struggles with takedown defense sometimes you'd be like, okay. Or even middleweight, right? Really good kickboxer throws hands in combinations. You'd be like all about it. But at featherweight, if you are not like super competitive in every area, or at least have the defense to stop that thing from happening to you, like you, you're not going to survive being on like the, you know, the grand stage of it all. So like, I think Vogel is going to expose how weak his takedown defense is and how weak his submission defense is. Like rear naked choke, first or second round here, I think is a pretty safe bet. All right, there you go. Um, all right, let's recap everything for you. He's got Vogel, he's got Jordan, he's got Guthro, he's got Leininger, and he's got Mercado, correct? He that's correct. All right, and we are out of here after i tell you make sure you catch us in the discord sportsgumbypodcast.com slash discord catch us on twitter sgp and mma uh gumby reland jeff fox writer there are the handles there i'm jeff fox writer on instagram gumby's got top turtle mma podcast who you got on this week gumby two people uh, that are fighting each other that's right josh van and felipe bunes uh, are gonna be throwing down on saturday and they will be uh both chatting with me before that all right, so we got that. We got sportsgamblingpodcast.com and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash disc uh, Patreon to help us crush corporate gambling. And I got a substack that would be moneymma.substack.com. UFC is back, and so are we on Wednesday. Yeah. Gumby, get us out of here. <laughs> All Yay. right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Carapato, Jeff Fox, <laughs> and we will see you on Wednesday.